In a world of tomb raiding, hasty love affairs, and shooting your best friend, Nick Horton will do his best to explain consent to the mummy. Don't! Okay, we're just going to take a minute, and we're all going to come up with a new plan. We have to go. You don't know what you're doing. Really? I know exactly what I'm doing. Oh, my dear Henry Jekyll. If ever I've seen Satan's signature upon a face, it is on that of your new friend. There are a lot of bad movies out there. Listen as we try to find the ones that are so bad, they're actually good. Is it just bad? Or is it exceptionally bad? Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Exceptionally Bad. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. And I'm Danny. All right. So uh, we are in the fourth season of Exceptionally Bad, the season of four seasons. And we're in the fourth season of season four. (laughs) So (laughs) that's not confusing at all. We've almost made it, guys. (laughs) So, uh, and Peter Piper. (laughs) (laughs) So. But well, before we get into like what season four is about, we forgot to vote on our fav our favorite film of of mini season three, which was Guilty Pleasures. We so, should do that. So let we should do that real quick. So as a <laughs> reminder to listeners and ourselves, <laughs> those were Without a Paddle, Lisa, Last Action Hero, and The Beastmaster. Yep. So, uh, are we just... Now, those were guilty pleasures, right? So, I think are, we're are, just voting for are, which one was the... What's the guiltiest pleasure? Are we going to all vote <laughs> yeah. for our own favorite? So, that's pleasure? what I was thinking, is it's going to be for 1v1v1v1. So we should, oh, we so should, Danny's the timing. <laughs> we should do be two, thinking, two votes. <laughs> Who should be the guiltiest? Yes. Ooh. And what oh, okay. was just the best? Okay. Right? Yeah, who that's should, a good, that's who a good sh- thing. Yeah. Who should be pilloried? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I think one of them is a put-down. I think we're... <laughs> I think I'm going to lose on this one. Wait a who should fill the guiltiest? <laughs> now, look, I will say this from the beginning that all four were excellent movies. And so even if someone has voted guiltiest, uh, I think we all have gems there. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's vote for the best the first. Best. Okay. okay. Everybody decide. Uh, so why don't we do this? Um, number one, without a paddle. Number two, Lisa. Number three, Last Action Hero. Number four is uh, The The Beastmaster. So vote for which one you think of those four was the best. Everybody have one in mind? Yes. Okay, one, two, three. Uh, We've got two for Beastmaster. Which makes that yes <laughs> the winner <laughs> only by because it was secretly Ben's <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> he did not he did not declare that so no, that I think I that did was not. fair. That's right. It was it was a surprise that it was my one of my favorites. So I those, guess I was too others, guilty for that. Do the others want to tell why they? Okay, to, you guys want to talk about to any your... listeners who don't live in a democracy? This is the downside <laughs> to living in a democracy. <laughs> 
is that sometimes the best candidate loses, and you have to lose it. Just leave it. So Nate, who, what but we you? won the popular vote, you jerk. <laughs> Nate voted for Last Action I, Hero. I did. It was my. Which is his it was my pleasure. movie, and I, I love I love that movie. And you know, I should take a minute. Uh, we had we had a little we had some activity some on the Instagram page where someone was pointing out that they. Uh, that the, that it's not that last action here is not a guilty pleasure and we should feel guilty or whatever you like it's not and uh, and I thought oh man they got to re-listen to an episode where we came to that same conclusion that <laughs> yeah they, where, where we wondered why wait you mean they need to listen to that episode not re-listen <laughs> uh, no I always, I, I always just assume that they're that they they're, actually that, listen that they're active <laughs> listeners but nobody comments without listening right I've, yeah. n- I've never done that. Um, <laughs> why else would they follow us? I mean, which, come on. Which is why you never hear me talking outside the podcast. And so, uh, no, it's it's a great movie. It, it it to me it was a head. It's especially after watching it, and I think our general consensus is a head scratcher that it is rated as low as it is because mm-hmm. it's just a fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Whenever whenever I mentioned it to friends or they responded to me on Instagram, they were just like, "Yeah, I love this movie." so much yeah and i, I was I, surprised i will say I, a part of me for a fraction of a second was gonna vote for that mm-hmm. but i had to go with Beast, so beastmaster the one thing it has over beastmaster is i didn't see anyone get killed an ice cream cone in beastmaster <laughs> oh, that's true <laughs> yeah a couple of people yeah. got turned into like lime jello <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but i don't think that's the same thing maybe i'll change my vote you're right <laughs> And Bracken, you voted for Lisa, correct? I voted for no, I did not. Oh, I voted you... for Up the Creek. Or oh without, yeah, without, without a paddle. paddle. Oh, that, okay, yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty fun, and I honestly didn't think anyone would vote for Lisa, so I <laughs> went for Without a Paddle because yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, I think we. I think we were all very pleasantly surprised by each of these. Yes. Yeah. Like going into it, we were like, eh, I don't know. But by the end of every single one of these, we were yeah. like, that was so much better than I was anticipating. <laughs> so yes. is there going to be, is there a vote now for guilty. the guiltiest? Yeah. Which one should we feel the most guilty about? Yes. Because I will say that all uh. four of these are now on my list of pleasures and <laughs> guilty pleasures. So mm-hmm. which one do I feel most guilty? about same okay, same numbers so, so wait, what if are you're at a again? if you're it's at a party one for without a paddle uh-huh two, two for, for lisa, lisa three for last action hero and four for beastmaster okay. so let's think so if you're at a party and they're like what's you know your mm-hmm. top favorite movies which one would you be least likely to say to admit to admit this is like truth that or dare. i like this movie. right yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay. like french kiss the dog or Tell, Tell us, us your truly guiltiest movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Did the okay. dog have a mint? The one would you least? <laughs> no. Okay. This is. Uh, oh yeah. No, I'm a tiebreaker. Okay, okay. go. You ready? One, two, three. What do we got here? Oh, it's Lisa. Oh, it's Lisa. Lisa. Um, which? <laughs> listen. This is the thing. Is Lisa is great, and I it was never on my radar until we watched it. And I swear, I see it everywhere now. I really? keep what? Well, no, seriously, I keep in seeing your dreams. It. No, oh. <laughs> in his nightmares, in his wallet, in your wallet. I see it on Reddit. I see yeah, it's in my wallet. He's like, I'm but, not so different after all. People do keep journals of people they meet in the street that they take Polaroids of. It's still on Hulu. <laughs> He's taking it to his therapist. See, 
see? No. See, there's nothing wrong with no, where me. Where have you seen it? Like, is it just like... No, it's it's just like been popping up. I think it's one of those things that now that I'm aware of it, I recognize it more. So I've seen it on a couple of Reddit posts that people talked about it. Oh, okay. And then it's like on whatever streaming service, Hulu or whatever, it yeah. popped up and says, hey, watch these movies before they're leaving next month, right? And Lisa's there, and I'm like, hey, Lisa's... I didn't even know Lisa was it's, on this. It's that one, thing but... where you buy a specific car right. and, then and then you then see that car everywhere. everywhere yeah. and you've yeah. never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought I was the only one that owned a Corolla. <laughs> but listen, for me, it's the kind of movie it would be the only reason why it's the guiltiest for me is because no one knows this movie. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's a movie that if you were to say it, they're gonna be like, Well, I don't even know what you're talking about. But then you It is the most obscure of yeah. yes. And then you get them to watch it and they'll be like, Oh my gosh. And I think so. It, I think it's the one, real quick, I think it's the one where if you give them a two-sentence synopsis, uh-huh. everybody's like, don't need to see that. Right. Whereas, like, the other ones, you're like, okay, you've hooked me. You've, you've gained my interest. I'm willing to invest a little bit of time. Yeah. I, I, the reason I think it's the guiltiest is because, you know, I have my, my oldest is heading off to college here in a couple weeks, uh-huh. oh, and gosh. I have not watched it with her. She, we haven't had the least of time. Oh, oh no. And so I feel guilty that, I, that we haven't had this talk. Did you confiscate her Polaroid? <laughs> all, all sorts of different kinds of guilt there. Yeah. <laughs> I unplugged the phone from her room. I hope that was not a mistake. <laughs> That's so, not going to come back to bite you. Bracken, to, to maybe help you, mate, help you feel better, I probably would have also said Beastmaster. Okay. In terms of the last, you know, it was... Uh, my, my vote was Beastmaster, by yeah. the way. Oh, by but, the way. So, yeah, okay, the so let's... It was, but what's interesting is it is the one... Well, because I didn't. Master stole his look. I didn't finish Last Action Hero. It did steal my look, by the way. <laughs> Why has it got to do that? I've been tanning up all summer. Danny's just to, got like, his leather days and his leather loincloths. So I probably enjoyed it the most. But I. But if people were like, "Oh yeah, did you see Beastmaster? Oh man." I'd been like, oh, I better not tell people how much I like Beastmaster. <laughs> but let me tell you about this sweet little indie film about a girl who <laughs> stalks serial killers. <laughs> Mostly I'm just saying, Bracken, I understand. It's heartwarming. Sure. I understand. I don't know where this conversation is going, but it sounds I just great. want you to know. <laughs> You're often, you know, feel maybe yeah, it's, it's okay. isolated. Did you wanna... It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> Bracken, did you want to talk about why you voted for that one? Uh, I, I probably liked it the least, oh, yeah. honestly. Okay. And I'm, I'm in the other spectrum of the, all of you guys. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. Bracken, that's I think, why this is the perfect mix. Yeah, I think that's why I love you. Is We yeah. are fairly polar opposites. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Victorian England? Shot in 1934? Gross. <laughs> but that, and then you're like, Spaceships? <laughs> Aliens? Is that a laser gun? No. I don't recognize anybody who's dead in this movie. <laughs> okay. oh, that is... I love it. Uh, sounds All like right. the seating chart's probably going to have to change. <laughs> you hurt the ones you love, and I love Bracken. Yeah. So, listen, we're giving Bracken a hard time, but that kind of leads us into the next... Um, it's a, it's a season the four. new season because one of Bracken's choices in a previous season was 1941, and the thing that was so unique about that one for us is it's directed by Steven Spielberg, who is largely considered one of the great movie directors, right? Mm-hmm. And this was a movie that 
well, it was it made it to our podcast. So, <laughs> um, this season, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So the fourth mini season is we're calling it for you know we we have simplicity. It, we have we can't afford to hire Brant for our marketing, so um, <laughs> I'm very expensive. So we're calling it good actor, bad movie. Yeah. So we're looking at people who are generally considered to be a good actor. Or actress. Hollywood draws yeah. people that people yeah. like to see. Award nominations, crowd favorites, mm-hmm. what have you. And then looking at in, so then you look at their filmography and you're like, what the heck happened here? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Lawrence Olivier was in Greece too, you know? I mean, obviously that's not what happened, but you know, that sort of thing. Like, um, and so. <laughs> Some somebody's agent was fired. His for these wife movies. was in Last Action Hero. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So, but we've just established that that's a good movie, Brian. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, well, it's also it's hard because you know she had to witness Arnold doing the best Hamlet. <laughs> True. <laughs> that still yeah. yep. is just celluloid gold. Yes. So, uh, so good actor, bad movie is is the theme. So, um, and so I I chose a movie tonight, a Tom Cruise movie tonight because he's I haven't heard of him. Who is he? Um, he belongs to this he, little he, he belongs to this Scientology unknown religion, Scientology. Yeah. He's oh. known to jump on couches. Oh yeah, laser beams out of the eyes. Yeah, marry yeah. Al- marry almost minors. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> I think um, he runs a lot in movies, you know, towards uh, camera. He's right. a big Away cardio things, guy. Two things. <laughs> always running. He's always running. He's yeah. always top of his Peloton chart. <laughs> <laughs> He's a local legend in his Strava. <laughs> yeah. um, so I thought I'd pick a Tom Cruise movie, and I thought, okay, because, you know, I know we we don't like to talk about, like, when we record, so it's a little more timeless, yeah, yeah. but this summer, Mission Impossible... Um, six, dead, seven, dead eight, fish, twelve, reckon, seven, I think, seven, dead reckoning, dead reckoning, part one, uh, the saw, dead reckoning saga, part one. <laughs> um, so we had a Tom Cruise movie coming out this summer. We also had an Indiana Jones movie come out this summer. Yeah, and so we're t- well, obviously from the title of the episode, we're watching the Mummy, right? So if you, but not the nineteen ninety three Mummy. Not no. the good one. Not the Nin- good one. So yeah, in nineteen ninety nine there was the the Brendan Fraser mummy, which yeah, 99. was very very much like an Indiana Jones movie. He's an archaeologist, he's looking for this stuff. Uh, you know, instead of the Ark being unleashed, they accidentally unleash the mummy and then they mm-hmm. have to try and fix it. And those are fantastic. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. The second one is a good I don't think I ever saw the third one, but like um I thought, okay, that's great. So I thought, oh, this will be good. Tom Cruise, good actor. Mm-hmm. 2017's The Mummy, bad movie. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, this is great. This is a twofer for us because it also stars Russell Crowe. Yes. Who is also widely considered a good actor. In fact, has won an Oscar. So for Gladiator, which is a great we discussed movie. is probably Fantastic probably movie. his best yeah. best role. Yeah. Except for maybe uh, Beautiful Mind might be the, the kind of like... That's an excellent Second in in, in our well. in our little straw poll before we start watching the movie. Yeah. So I thought this will be great because it kind of fits into like the movies coming out this year. It's a good actor. I mean, looking at uh, his five most recent films, Tom Cruise's, they all rated I think in the nineties on Rotten Tomatoes for audience and critics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and probably in the top tier revenue. of revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And despite Dead Reckoning being eight hours long for part one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with that in a Spider-Verse movie. But, <laughs> but uh, so, I, I mean, so I feel like we've done a, a big intro because we talked about mm-hmm. part three and, and the reason is, so I don't know that we necessarily have to talk about, like, what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie yeah. or your favorite Russell Crowe movie because we don't want this to turn into... Exceptionally bad, Dead Reckoning Part One. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyone want to give us an attempt at the plot synopsis for this movie? Ben, I feel like this has going to have to be you. Okay, so I'm going to give a short <laughs> synopsis. Please. Uh, Tom Cruise, what is his character's name? Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick. Tom Cruise plays Nick, who's some kind of soldier. But he's also a like a Tomb Raider. And he finds an Egyptian burial in Iraq. And they recover a sarcophagus that is obviously kind of has like cursed stuff all around it. Like they, it's supposed to stay hidden. There's a lot of red flags. Yeah. <laughs> they recover it. Um, it turns out that it is the sarcophagus of uh, an ancient... 5,000-year-old Egyptian princess named Amenet, who uh, was uh, mummified alive. Well, that's what they say. She was buried alive. That was actually what they said in the movie. (laughs) We we were scratching our heads on that one. She was buried alive in the sarcophagus uh, because she killed her father and her father's wife and her and their baby because she wanted to be the queen and she wanted to um, bring back the God of death set to into life. Right. And then, so she's the bad guy. Basically Tom Cruise rescues that planes crash. She gets free. Turns out the Tom Cruise is the guy that she wants to possess with set and there's all kinds of she wants to set him up yeah crazy uh monsters like zombie mummy type monsters that they fight against and there's a dagger that has a jewel on it they have to gather them together and then she's going to sacrifice him um he meets a girl they meet um (laughs) dr jekyll and mr hyde and in the end they defeat the mummy, but in the process, Tom Cruise becomes a monster. The end. Nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man. That's fairly accurate. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> what sorts of things stick out to you? So, Ben, I saw the pained look on your face as you, as you explained yeah. <laughs> this Egyptian stuff. I'm a yeah, I'm a fan of ancient Egypt. I'm not an Egyptologist and I don't know it all that great, but I know that Set is not the god of the dead. Um also, I mean, there's a lot of things here. This is the mummy. There is a mummy girl in this, but she it's really not a mummy movie. Mm. Um there were a lot of things here. So I was, when this movie came out, I was super excited about it because I love monster movies and horror movies. And this was Universal's uh, attempt to try to 
open up this new like unified universe called the dark universe where they were going to have all of the universal monster movies and intertwine them all together into one reality like the mcu for example and um you can see where they started to do that by incorporating dr jekyll and mr hyde in this and we saw stuff with like hints of uh there was like a vampire creature yeah a creature of the black lagoon hand and a vampire skull and stuff so they're they're planting seeds so that they can weave these all together in the future um universal created you know did all of the first versions of these movies dracula creature of the black lagoon frankenstein bride of frankenstein wolfman wolfman the invisible man dr jekyll mr hyde all of those they're classics and so they're like let's revive them which kind of nowadays is a great idea well and i think it would have been really fun the movies could have been really fun yep and have this cool universe where they're together and i think they had that actually before because like they'd show up in each other's movies yeah but it's not like it was a big thing yeah and in abbott and costello movies and stuff <laughs> abbott and costello i think they were on scooby-doo the, a few times wolfman or whatever yeah yeah but listen they did this in 1999 with brendan fraser's the mummy which is actually if you look at the original mummy from 1932 or whatever it was um Brendan Fraser's is actually a remake of that movie. And it was so well done and so good. And then you're thinking, oh, now they're doing it with Tom Cruise. This is going to be amazing. And Russell Crowe's in it. It's going to be so good. Big, big budget. Mm-hmm. Right? And man, they, yeah. they, but, they messed it up so much they had to cancel their plans. <laughs> let's put it this way. Not even Jake Johnson could fix it. To, to <laughs> he tried so hard to. He did. So, this is just blowing my mind right now. It's she's not even a mummy. They're calling no, not it the in mummy, real life because like, she, she, they didn't. She wasn't dead. She was mummified. But they wrapped her mummified. in. They wrapped her in linens and they called that. She was mummified. just wrapped up and put in a. So yeah, that alone, they started tomb. off pretty she bad. Was, she was Egyptian. Come on. Yeah, but in Iraq. Oh, that's true. Which so, was Babylon or Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia. Oh, you're right. So, and, but you missed the part where they moved her from Egypt to keep away from Oh, everybody. is that what it was? Get her away that from was, Egypt? Yeah. That, yeah it's, it's one of those one sentence and you miss it yeah. deals. Uh, There's a lot of that. Yes, there right? is. We, we'll get into that. So I don't want to derail so, us. So, I mean, we talk uh, about, like, they mummified her a lot. Right, and we yeah. get mad about it. But look at it from, <laughs> look at it from like, the mummy company's <laughs> point of view. Like... Her family's all dead. Right. Like, who's going to pay for this? <laughs> so Right. She killed her family, so yeah. no one's going to pay for it. So he's like, look, I'm losing, but, an, I'm losing an arm and a leg here. This is a good point. On this. Like, I'm taking a bath on this. Think of the, think of the mercury cost alone. <laughs> yeah. And so. Oh, man. Yeah, I've never seen mercury with the Egyptians before. Yeah. That was, that was bizarre. And so, here's oh. the thing that, as a fan of Egyptian history ancient egyptian history and of monster movies i don't like nitpicking the little things like oh that's not egyptian oh that's not right it's just the fact that nothing is there like you know i would even give them set as the god of death if everything else was if it you know like they even tried it's like whoever wrote this didn't know anything about egypt they're just like i mean the stuff didn't even look egyptian yeah, right, like her sarcophagus. sarcophagus and stuff. Nothing. 
I mean, there were hieroglyphics once that were Egyptian hieroglyphics, and then like all the writing on her face was uh, was like um, it's like from the Matrix. It was what do you call that yeah, stuff? Sanskrit, Cyrillic. Uh, no, it's the you know the little tri- triangles. Uh, it's the earliest oh. writing. Oh, like PlayStation. Play. <laughs> PlayStation? Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, Phoenician or whatever. It I can't remember. Like it's Sanskrit. Mesopotamian. Cuneiform, I wasn't there. Cuneiform. So. That's okay. the one. I bet you if you Cuneiform. could read it, it's probably like cheat codes. You know, <laughs> That's like what up, it looked like. Up, 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 down, up, down, 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 left, left right, left, left right. right. Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. I actually, <laughs> so, I actually do read that. It's just a brownie recipe. <laughs> <laughs> 5,000 year old brownie recipe. <laughs> she always wondered why the cook wanted her in the room while she was making brownies. That knife? Oh. That knife is just to cut the brownies. She's just why is there just so much mercury in this recipe? The before she bakes it. Okay. Why are they replacing all the milk with mercury? <laughs> anyway. So, and one more thing on it. Was there, what was the Knights Templar? Like, what was that about? Like, <laughs> and were they in a sarcophagus? Like, oh, uh, so, they're the Knights of MacGuffin. Yeah, okay. so the, the, the MacGuffin Crusaders separated, <laughs> separated yeah. the, uh, the, 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 uh, the red part of the MacGuffin okay. from the, the rest blade. of it. Yeah. They separated the, the, the knife okay. so that the movie could be longer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm curious how the Knights Templar, they just in all of the various different movies, they literally know everything about everything. Yeah. They have their fingers in everything. Oh. And that's because they really did. Okay. Yeah. So look, <laughs> so look, you go back to National Treasure. It's a fact. Remember how they had like all that stuff? Yeah. They, they could read. They were like. <laughs> so you're telling me the Knights Templar wrote the Constitution? <laughs> Uh, also had so yes because knights templar were actually uh connected to the the masons the freemasons Freemasons, and there's a connection listen i don't want to get into conspiracy theories another (laughs) one of my favorite topics but there there is a podcast where you could probably hear about that right then (laughs) how the knights templar are actually secretly running the nation right now and they have connections to ancient egypt Really, and they love brownies. Well, and there really, was a people say I should say you know, it's one of those things where the screenwriter just is too heavily influenced by other movies that they've seen. I think so. And so they start to take those things to fact. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah. Wait, wait. You mean screenwriters? Circular... Yeah, yes. All eight, eight of them, or whatever. Six of them. Six. Oh man. There's only six writers on this movie. Could you tell? That's a good, that's a good sign. <laughs> Did they like take turns? They each took twenty minutes. <laughs> Fill your one of them. Minutes. One of them actually just wrote the script on her face. <laughs> Didn't actually add anything to the movie. So, so that's why Tom Cruise was not like looking confused. He was just trying to read it. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the screenwriting a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, I think it was a comment was made during, I think Ben mentioned that, you know, it's hard to tell if this movie was intended to be a comedy or not. Right. There's mm-hmm. some scenes where it's definitely they're going for jokes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think it's maybe a, they're, following or trying to be like marvel yeah where they've got a lighter tone but yet it's in this believable world i'm guessing and there are serious just, moments but yeah there's yeah. definitely some serious moments there's some potentially scary moments mm-hmm. there are few and far between i might i add but the okay the first 10 minutes of this movie there is so much exposition going on <laughs> didn't you say mm-hmm. you felt all, preached at all of the dialogue is like <laughs> Okay, so we're told about uh, 
the encounter that Tom Cruise has between him and the leading woman. They yes. slept together the night before, and he she put him. down his ability in bed. <laughs> and, you know, there's this whole back and forth. And it's like they never really built the relationship, no. but they just discussed and explained all the things that just happened in the previous week. And then they're all, and then there's a scene where Tom Cruise is talking with Jake Johnson about how they've had, you know, other adventures together and how, what they do <laughs> and why they're there in the desert. And, it, and it's to, they're the good guys and we're supposed to be behind them. And it is just so awkward mm-hmm. and just clumsy at mm. writing. I felt that yes. it's like, I never really, this was just so unusual for a Tom Cruise movie. It's so, a movie don't tell show. It's, uh, it, um, it is a little bit like, why is Elmo in the desert? Remind me. And it's like, <laughs> well, Elmo, we're here to get the treasure. Oh, Elmo remembers. <laughs> I was in love with a girl. Elmo <laughs> lost his blanket. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like one of the movies yeah. where all that exposition works really well is to put really good effect is Big Trouble in Little China. Where it's, but I think that's it's, like it's a, on it's, purpose. It's a joke. Yeah. It's there. That's like tongue in cheek. Yeah. David right. Lopan, the David Lopan that runs. Yeah. Well, and I almost thought. Are but they, this feels like it in earnest. Are they doing this because it's supposed to be funny? That's right. The it, tone, but it wasn't. You're not quite, sure. I wasn't right? sure where they were going with it, and then there was other scenes where they were definitely. It was funny. You know, they, he walks into a scene where he goes into the women's bathroom by mistake. Yeah. It's like who does that, and. It was there was no point to it, you right? Know? He could have just carried that whole scene no, into it's the funny. men's bathroom. Remember, it was funny. There was it was a joke, <laughs> and then next thing you know, they're out. He's almost killed, and yeah, that's funny, funny too. You could tell it was a women's bathroom because there was a tampon dispenser on the side. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and the that women were the trying thing. to come in, yeah. and he and he pushed them out. I think that it, since like, it was in England, <clears throat> it probably said sanitary napkin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so just really awkward. Uh, tone yeah and then inconsistent well do you think this movie was an action movie or was it supposed to be a horror movie Hmm. because it wasn't i mean there were a couple moments where i was like oh this is kind of creepy but there were like only two or three in the whole movie Mm -hmm. where i was you know startled not really jump scare but not really scary this had like indiana jones pasted all over it like raiders of the lost ark there's a scene where they're in the, the the ambulance and there is the you know the guy that goes through the fr- drive you know the front the windshield. windshield and then there's like someone else mentioned there's a scene where their heads are you know poking up above water and they're covered you know like in the scene in Last Crusade right there's just Underneath so many scenes of references yeah I, I guess it's because you know Indiana Jones just did it so well and was the icon mm-hmm. of this you know action adventure uh, type movie but. It just seemed like it was one scene after another stolen from Indiana Jones. It seemed like they were trying to gritify the the 1999 version because yeah. that was fun, right. and wholesome, and heartfelt. There was still some tension and some scary bits, but they're like, you know what this needs is like turn down the brightness about seventy five percent, right? And let's make it gritty. Yeah. Take out the color. They were like, oh, Nolan did the Batman films and made them Right, gritty, that's so. right. Exactly, yeah. But we still want it to be funny. We, we still <laughs> want to have some moments of humor. And now that you mentioned turning down the contrast, like, 
uh, we joked about how uh, the the main the love interest her name is Sarah. Sarah. Uh, Jenny. 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 Jenny is. You guys. Is, Jenny's doing some research while she has her glasses on. Right. And we're like she's not super smart because her hair's not up. This has got to be the darkest movie we have sent watched since Alone in the Dark. Yes, in, right. Dark in dark that like you can't color, see what's going right, on. As yeah. In brightness, yeah. I was like, is this to cover up cheap even, CG? Even or? to the point I, where I, I felt like it was. I think so. Too. I mean, the, the mummy was like black and white, like she was mm-hmm. gray tones. Yep. So that was ninety percent of the movie. So that was cool well, when she had kind of fully developed. Because so was, yeah, at she the would very end. she would suck the souls out of people and come more and more back to life, yeah. which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's one of the things that that I would give it props, props for. for. Yeah, and when she actually is pretty much back to being a human, but she's got like the PlayStation code on her and yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she is in black and white, and everything else around her is normal. So I, that much of it was <laughs> that was the only thing that was. A remake, <laughs> like it's in the original, the very original, she was also and, in black and, and white. In, no, oh. the sucking souls oh. to become back, not the black and white. No, well, that one was black and white too. That's <laughs> no, so, so I was like, is that the French one? Yeah. Um, no, I I will say <laughs> I do Karloff give them props. I did like when they would snap between her kind of creepy um, zombie mummy version yeah. to. Back into Egypt, where it's right. very bright colors, very vivid, warm, saturated colors, very yeah. vivid. Like I think it was a really nice contrast. I like how they did that, and I know they did that in the first one, but mm-hmm. it I think it stands out more oh, because yeah. I was like, I want to spend more time more in that contrast. colorful place. Yeah. I like as to be able to see to. things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a question about how did Tom Cruise? I don't understand how he got. Uh, how did she get into his mind? And how did he become like immortal? He went down in the plane. He was so. So what happened? Like he did. She didn't kiss him, and he just like was. Is well, it just a proximity? So she, thing? I also got into Jake Johnson's mind too. Yeah, he got bit he by, got the bit by the camel spider. Oh, yeah. That was probably that... mercury poisoned. Oh. She okay. do, well, so she does or use cursed. bugs to bite people in several instances to take them over. That's right. The spider in the guy's ear. Paul or whoever the dude was that was in the control center. Yeah. He, 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 he got, got the bit by the spider, spider and then he went, you know, spider. Jake Johnson. Yeah. So I think that there must be some sort of, it's never explained, but not in this of, movie. Some sort I know of the so, answer. Psychic, some sort of psychic connection when he looks at the sarcophagus thing. So okay. in the, in the real, the mummies, the original two, uh, the mummy is is a man, and he meets a woman who is the reincarnation of the woman he loves. Yeah. And so this is, I'm sure, meant to be that same thing where he is the reincarnation of that guy she was going to sacrifice. But of course, unless you've seen the other movies and make that connection, you're not going to know because this movie does not tell you that. Yeah. So Maybe it was in the subtitles. They should have done it an might, exposition yeah, yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, they should. They yeah. I feel like Jenny should have Maybe explained they should have just that. just told us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the mummy and I'm possessing your soul. Yeah. Okay, resume. <laughs> so, I mean, this mummy, like, she was lonely for all those years. Yes, she was. She, yeah, so, I mean, she fell for Tom Cruise hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she was jealous. <laughs> She's like, I've been out of the dating pool for a while. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I thought she, I mean, in terms of actors and mm-hmm. stuff, I thought she was good. Yeah. I do like the actress. I don't, I'd have to look her up. I don't remember her name, but she's been in a lot of stuff. I, I don't think I've seen her in a movie that I didn't like her Sophia, in. Sophia Butella. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, Sounds she was, Australian. She was in the, the Kingsman. <laughs> Sophia Butella. one of the bad guys. Never gets old. <laughs> it's Jennifer Lopez. So she's movie. been in some movies. She's been in the Kingsman. Yep. Love, she, so she's like the assassin chick who's also... Samuel L. Jackson's right hand woman. Mm-hmm. It's just so her physicality is just really good. She does it really well in this movie. Uh, yeah. she, she, she has to be trained in acrobatics or something. She has to be. She's yeah. always yeah. extremely. I mean, I'm sure it's like almost contortionist level when yeah. she breaks stuff. out of those chains and like spider climbs up. Oh, the that road. was that creepy. Was, that, was, that, was that was really that cool. That kind of stuff. Like if I'd seen yeah. more of that, that yeah. stuff is always off-putting to me. Yes, it makes me very uneasy. But um, she has. A fantastic look. I think she was cast perfectly yeah. for this otherworldly, ancient kind very of beauty. Unique look. She does. I don't know how to describe it. So There's just something very. I feel interesting like she was her. the most. I wish we would have seen her more. Like at the end when she's kind of walking down the street with the mm-hmm. the big storm behind her and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was threatening there and kind of like terrifying. And I wish we would have seen her more like that more often, or also more of the little weird spider climbing stuff. But mm. a lot of the time, it was kind of so quick and so dark that you didn't even really know what was going on with her. She was mostly Michael Myers. Yes. Right? She yeah, was yeah. just, she wasn't even shambling. She was literally just walking slowly, constantly yep. towards camera. No and rush. So, yeah, they well, should have picked a lane. Like, either stick with the super creepy contortionist, mm-hmm. I'm barely meat on bones kind of right. mummy, or I'm 90% there, I'm extremely powerful, and therefore very scary, scary as well. Because all of the danger came from her minions. Right. Mm. There are so many minions, too. I mean, so this movie begins in the daytime, and then for, I think, maybe 20 minutes in the rest of the movies mostly night. at night. Mm-hmm. And, um, I do think that they chose that for effect to maybe be more scary, mm-hmm. but also I think like it was already mentioned to kind of cover up the CG. It was a lot to make it look CG. more, to make it easier and more believable. It didn't look, I never thought, Oh, this is bad CG. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of like random zombies, zombie mummies you know underlings Mm -hmm. like crawling around in the background throughout lots and lots of scenes Mm -hmm. and they were never scary they were never Mm -hmm. like oh no you knew they were just like mindless uh fodder Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and they weren't they weren't even they weren't mummies i was even thinking that like as we were watching it they weren't really mummies because none of them zombie. were Egyptian. Yeah. None of them, and they were just like skeletons. They weren't really right. zombies either. Right? No, they weren't even really zombies. They yeah, were just like uh, dead desiccated dudes. Not <laughs> yes. even deadites. And so uh, here's a name I call it. <laughs> they weren't even the Uncounted Valley. They were yeah. just yeah. I, and this is another one of those things where I think the 1999 version did it way better, mm-hmm. where the the enemies are truly like sand reincarnated. Right. Egyptian priests or whatever they are. I don't remember, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. They seemed more threatening. So I also really liked Jake Johnson. 
Jake Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought he he is very likable. I wish he was the Nick character. I think that would have been kind of funny. Well, I feel like he's been, been Nick before. It was, yeah. a little dis- <laughs> it was a little distracting since he does play Nick Miller. Yeah. yeah. Cause he kind of, I mean, I think he kind of steals the scenes that he's in, but yes. his humor, I think his humor could have been kind of fun as the main guy. I mean, I, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like funny. honestly, so I've said, I may have already said it on the episode. Like he was the best part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do feel like he was probably a ride in, after maybe a test screening or the studio's like, we need to punch we up the humor. the humor a bit yeah. mm-hmm. because you, you could take him out of the film and you, the, I mean, it would lose Jake Johnson, but it wouldn't really lose any, the story would not really change. Nope. That's right. Can we, he was the comedic sidekick. Yeah. For sure. And he, he is, he stands out because he doesn't follow any of the rules. Right. So he doesn't look like the, desiccated people right he just looks like a weird ashen dude who's he got was killed after he jacked bit up by eye. a spider and then gets like possessed by her and then shot multiple and killed times by yeah. tom cruise so he's dead and then he's gone at the beginning but then we see him throughout because it's like um, is he like talking to him from beyond so the grave or something if you've seen american werewolf in london the same thing happens to the guy in that movie uh they get attacked by a werewolf and the one guy gets bit, the other guy gets killed. Uh-huh. And the guy who's bit suddenly kind of has like powers, like supernatural powers. But it, when he looks in the mirror, he sees his friend there who's like all chewed up and stuff and just talking to him the uh-huh. whole time. This is exactly what was happening with uh, whatever his name I think but, she's uh, using him to. I, to it felt to, like he was not associated with her. It, but like, well, and that's the thing that was annoying is. He is a hundred percent controlled by at the beginning. At the beginning, and then slowly, un, you know, inexplicably, he's starts getting better and more back to himself. Right, like he still is like, yeah. look, I'm a minion. I gotta do what she says, but I don't like it. And I'm gonna joke about it. I'm gonna slack off a little bit, right? Like a Jake Peralta mummy, you know. Yeah. And but so he's still doing her bidding. Yeah. But even like towards the end, like it seems like he's actively working against her, right? To help him, he's which do, then just doesn't make any sense because yeah. it's like everybody else, like they have no control over themselves. Like right. she has a hundred percent dominion. It over didn't them. make sense, did it? Totally. No, no, not at all. It didn't. It's make probably sense. the only thing. <laughs> it was everything else that was actually a masterpiece. Turn your TV up like sixteen settings on your brightness. <laughs> this is like the Wizard of Oz. No, no. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I actually really liked Russell Crowe's character. Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked about him. He plays Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. And Mister Hyde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, I thought he did a great job yeah. for like the role he's given, for the writing that he was given. Mm-hmm. I, I have really no complaint. I think it was the way they portrayed Doctor Jekyll and him constantly giving himself injections mm-hmm. to keep Mister Hyde yeah. at bay. Yeah. Um. I th- I thought that was all very clever, and I thought he did a great job. I I disagree, <laughs> and here's why: if you have insulin, like if you have yes. diabetes, <laughs> and you have to shoot up with insulin every three hours, or you will start murdering people. Um, 
you better believe I've got an insulin pump on my hip. Yeah. I don't have something that I have to load with four vials every when single it time. Comes time. At the oh, oh, moment that it happens. Oh, come on. This, and is, then, this is a universal movie. And then slowly pull back the glove yeah. of my affected hand and inject it into that. Yes. So, look, we all know you would cut the hand off and put a chainsaw on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, my biggest complaint about Dr. Jekyll is... Um, this movie takes place in modern day, and then you go into his laboratory, and he's studying evil, like just generally evil, yeah. and that it's a force that he can bottle like up. And can, or something. Yeah. And everything in his laboratory is like this old steampunky Victorian. Steampunk. I mean, like even the yeah. thing he's injecting himself with is like this steampunk uh, syringe thing, and it's like what the heck why are you <laughs> come on it was cool pick a pick yeah. a genre pick a yeah. time frame yeah uh, i mean I, I which i don't blame that on russell crowe those are not his choices you know, for sure but that's you know like, there were think, no cell phones in this movie that's were there cell phones i don't, I don't think there know were. i saw phone on the wall I, I, I yeah i think they were going for some kind I, of i feel like i mean they start out fighting in iraq with very modern, with weapons, modern weapons and armaments. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're and flying an AC-130. You know it's the future because all their flashlights come in multiples. <laughs> <laughs> it's either sets of three or four. You don't, you right. don't have one Always taped together. <laughs> I, I, we're not that far in the future. My <laughs> flashlights only come in twos. Hey, they look pretty cool, though, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I want mine, mine, have a, mine have little arc reactors. I have a few. I'll tape them together for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I want the four one. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't disagree with the whole Doctor Jekyll thing, but like even the way he spoke, he was, it was like he was plucked from his story. Yeah, yeah. right. Not no, like, really. Not like he was had lived that right whole time. So mm-hmm. he felt like he was plucked right out of whenever yeah. the case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was written. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, while I, I don't disagree with you, I also think it kind of fits with him. Yeah. It's like they plucked him out of his time. And he still had all those kind of old-timey bone saws. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. In his in his little study. I mean, there was this... He had, like, the handprint security. Yes, uh-huh. right. Which I thought was pretty <laughs> I thought was pretty clever because it could tell when who was who. Whether he was... Yeah. Whether he was Jekyll, Jekyll or Hyde. Hyde. Yep. And Hyde's like, they never let me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I will say that uh, I thought that it was pretty cool. It was subtle, but I thought it was well done that Dr. Jekyll, the sane one, who is actually a mad scientist, was a mad scientist in this. Mm. I mean, like, he was this brilliant scientist, right? But he's trying to do crazy stuff like bottle evil and try to just like, oh, hey, the best thing for us to do is for you to go through with the sacrifice because then we have set and we can... Study him more. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we can have yeah. a... Yeah, like how they capture her and he's going to fill her up with mercury to kill her so they can dissect her. Right, yeah. And then Jenny has a conscience. She's like, dissect, but but she's got so full of history. And we're like, yeah, like she's going to sit down with some tea and, like, yeah. <laughs> and be like... So in 1429 BC... <laughs> back in my day, it was totally cool to kill we your We just parents. called it seven when I was growing up. <laughs> right. Anyways... <laughs> What was Jenny's like relationship exactly with she him? Works like for him. she was supposed to go out and find evil artifacts to bring to him. She's like the Indiana Jones. Yeah. 
of or Laura of Croft. this organization. Yeah, okay. she's the because the map at the very beginning that started this whole mess that that, that Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise stole from her had instructions on it and was signed by Henry, as in Henry Jekyll. Uh, so he's the one who gave her this and sent her on the So mission. he kind of masterminded it for her to find mm-hmm. the... Especially after they discuss... So the movie opens up with... with uh, Well, it opens up, I guess, back in her time. Right. Where she becomes not even the mummy, just like... She makes she a bad deal evil. with... She makes a bad deal with some bad demons. Yeah. And <laughs> who hasn't, Haven't though? we all? And, and then... <laughs> I mean, yeah. So she got got carving some pictures of some boys on the wall. <laughs> Had a book, maybe putting on her tablet, her pocket tablets, and uh, so. But it opens up in the modern times that they're they're expanding the tube, and then they find the the burial chamber with those the London tube. To be so, clear, yeah, yeah, they find Sorry, the, the Knights Templar, yeah. the tube, the yeah. tube, <laughs> and uh, they found the. The, which on the newscast conveniently said they were the crusaders that invaded Egypt. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's, that's what's so my impression is that that's what sets Jekyll on sending her on that quest is mm-hmm. like, I think we found where, where, oh, right. where, the, where red, the other, half. where the red part of the MacGuffin is. So now we've got to find the knife the part. Knife. Yeah. I think that was something that was kind of frustrating to me though, is they just kept saying contradictory things. So, for example, <laughs> Jenny's talking about Amotet or whatever her name was, however you pronounce that. Aminet. Um, Clarinet. And um, <laughs> just, she's like, she was completely erased from history and then proceeds to tell us all, <laughs> all the history about her. About her. <laughs> so it's like, well, which is it? Was she erased from history or is there enough to go on where she's got hieroglyphics and all this other stuff um, that you can decipher history for it? It's a secret history. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It just stupid stuff like that irked me. And it, but it was like literally like two sentences away. She's like, "This lady was completely erased from history. Now I'm going to tell you all about her history." <laughs> totally. It does, I don't know. That kind of stuff just kind of pisses me off. It's like it cool. just feels lazy. I don't yeah, know. Totally. And they're the random like little one-off expositions, like the plane crash. I mean, the pilot does say really quickly, it was like, we're over England," because mm-hmm. yeah, they get on the plane in Iraq, right? And next thing you know, they're in England. And we're yeah. like, what the on heck? On a military I'm... plane. Yeah. I feel like they could have Indiana Jones that and just yeah. done the dot, 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 oh, yeah. England, and then have them burn strike. Well, and she is the one who took down the airplane right over London, right? Yeah, yeah. So right over she where the find... dagger was. Yeah. yeah. The powers, I liked your, your, in, your point of, like, how in the world would she understand modern technology to bring it <laughs> oh, down? Yeah, and she has you, Brand, like, extremely convenient powers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that bugs me. It's, same thing. So she's five thousand years old. Yeah. She, for all she knows, she is in a giant golden silver condor right. that's powered by thunder, <laughs> you know, and lightning. Like she, her, her thought is not going to be like. I should probably stop that internal combustion engine by throwing some of my bird pals into it. Like, no, she'd probably be just as terrified. She's like, oh, reckoning has finally come. And right. whoever the bird god is, is coming to take me to, to wherever. Right. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't think like, first, I'm going to jam their radios and then I'm going <laughs> to then I'm going to break their plane and destroy their hydraulic systems. And then 
oh shoot, they're using radar. I should probably block that too so they don't know where I'm at. And I'm going to turn off their transponder too. Like, just the uh, stupidest stuff. Like, why would they think to do that? You know? Yeah. yeah. What What did you think of all the crows in the air and the, the plane? Attack? What did you call it? Uh, you said something about the croning? I said, I think this <laughs> is the, the mummy three, the croning. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you, I wouldn't think the crows would want to would want to do her bidding because remember we talked about crows having um generational generational grudges remember when she's doing the sacrifice thing at the beginning she's got a bunch of crows hanging from what looks like like laundry pegs she's hanging them it's like (laughs) they've forgotten about her it's like how dare they it's like the laundry room right yeah Yeah. and they're just hanging from like those upside down laundry peg things so you would think so i guess that just goes to prove that sharks have a longer memory that's true because (laughs) Well, they're prehistoric animals, so... The shark... (laughs) That shark would not forget. I I didn't see how there was any connection between ancient Egypt and crows. Yeah. And it just seemed... I've never seen that connection. Is Egypt... seemed like just a plot device. I don't know this for a fact, but I do not associate crows and ravens with Egypt. I don't even know if they... But you'd think they have all of these other birds and stuff. That are very well known. Yeah. You'd think that a crow, something as, as, you know abundant as a crow or some or kind a of like hawk would face be you know, like they've got um, falcons or, and yeah, that's what i'm going for yeah. yeah isn't that what the dude's dream was though what? in the technicolor dream coat wasn't it like the crows coming and eating oh was it or no 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 well it was there was the fat cows and skinny cows never mind oh, yeah, i think yeah. i must i'm wrong but um, oh no something came down and ate the bread out of there i think it was birds yeah birds. i don't know if it was crows it might have been we could be wrong. It just I don't associate it with as an. It was like an ibis. Yeah. <laughs> so, I did like the scene in the in the plane where it's spinning. I mean, it was a very that was very cool. it was yes. an amazing action sequence, but it was one sequence mm-hmm. in the movie. Do you know why though? It was practical. Yep. And it was well lit. Yep. Like you could see what was going on. And, and they really it was impressive it. and it was real. And they like, used yeah. it in the trailer, I remember. I remember yeah. seeing the trailer for this movie. I had not seen this before. And uh, I remember it was just, they just used that whole scene for the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. To promote it. I did also like that they, I'm using air quotes here, killed off the main character. Mm-hmm. Like fairly early in the show. Like you see Tom Cruise. Die. You ride with Tom Cruise straight into the ground with mm-hmm. the airplane. And then it, you know, for a minute you're, you're like, Oh, what? Hey, okay. <laughs> um, I guess you know Jake. You Johnson's have to expect character? to see him know. landing with a parachute afterwards, yeah. right, or something. Yeah. And I'd seen this movie before, and but I forgot that he does die yeah. in the airplane crash. And I was thinking, I was or like, does he? Does he jump mm-hmm. out of? Like, how does he do that? So, so do you want to know something funny about or cool about that scene? I yeah. do. Sixty-four takes. Oh yeah, to do I that bet. scene. Because they only wow. get like three minutes at a time yeah, or something. Because they got to yeah. go up to where they lose yeah. the. What do they call it? The the vomit comet. Yes, I think is the the, yep. the ship. Or it the, goes up the and airplane. down, up yeah. and down. Yep. So a lot of crew got nauseous during the scene and vomited, except well, for Tom Cruise and Annabelle Wallace. Oh wow, good for them, because they didn't eat beforehand. <laughs> they just uh, they, they bought just everyone it's because they lunch. threw up after reading the they script just, yeah. they just dry heaved no wait that's not right <laughs> so they probably did let's talk about the to me the most confusing part of this movie was the time di- weirdness of with that crash okay mm-hmm. the plane crashes the very next <clears> scene 
we are in like a, a uh, morgue a morgue with dead oh, bodies right. covered up right and tom cruise is one of them mm-hmm. in a body bag uh so obviously they have taken all of these dead bodies they've recovered them and they're all dead here in this thing he comes back to life or whatever the next scene we cut to the crash scene it's nighttime and these first responders are showing up looking to see if anyone's alive well i feel like they weren't first responders they were like crash okay, scene investigators the first responders came and took everyone away uh-huh. left the fire still burning and then left <laughs> yeah and then it was completely vacant and then new people showed up and were like but they were looking for bodies they're like do you see anyone alive do you see any uh, sign of life they? yeah that's yeah, what they were saying yeah that's what you see any sign of yeah, life look for anybody who's alive and it was very awkward and it was already you know when it crashed it was day and then now it was night and yeah why would they leave it lit uh, with a fire burning. burning here and there and it was near a body of water yep too so what what was really burning yeah and it it was Pete, all because Pete Moss was they needed they needed it to be di- uh, dark, dark for the cg yeah i mean that's really right to make it because the next scene this was is where be she's the most they couldn't make it creepy if it was stuff. lit yeah it had to be dark and creepy yeah so they just foregoed logic and but and this is where i'm going to counter they were clearly capable of making you feel uncomfortable because when she does when she pops out of whatever her her chains right and she does that backwards spider-man yeah. crawl up backwards yeah, that's thing so weird very creepy and off-putting like they could have done more stuff like that mm-hmm. and in the beginning of the movie when she's still kind of a specter yeah. she's moving around very creepily through the shadows yeah. in the background because she's not strong enough to do anything yet right. yeah yeah i think they could have that that's kind of my argument earlier like if they had picked a lane yeah. like either go with the powerful i'm mostly back to myself and i've got a goal mm-hmm stick with that or i'm very creepy and i'm slowly rebuilding mm-hmm. but i'm terrifying as... or just even if they, they could do both if they did all one for half and then switch to the other right yeah. she's all creepy and stuff up until a big reveal or something and then mm-hmm. she's powerful and scary but it it was back and forth and yeah. everywhere well, in between she had the, with the convenient powers too like she had very <clears throat> she, big mind control powers on tom cruise yeah that's Unless the plot required him to be more independent, yeah. like she, like when they escape the church in the ambulance, they're driving away, and then it just turns out he drives her right back because she has that much con- drive into a circle. But then yeah. the best part is he immediately is like, "Oh my crap, crap! She she is controlling my mind." And then they don't swap seats. Right? He's like, "I'm gonna try again." <laughs> He's and then he drives off. But yeah. this time it works. Right? She doesn't have any control over him this yeah. time. And or like when he's gonna destroy the knife, and then she's like appealing to his better nature where yeah he's, and he's looking at the the corpse of of jenny that's when she should have taken advantage of her like super speed got the knife back and did her own thing mm-hmm. but instead she's just like pleading with him and or or the whole you know we learn about this in um the incredibles you know she's monologuing she dispatches <laughs> yeah. all yes, of does. her minions yeah. who has very effectively stopped tom cruise's character and has dragged him up to the altar mm-hmm. and they're all standing guard there's like two dozen of these dudes and three of them took him down so plenty of coverage right. to drag him to thing and she Sends still doesn't have best. everything yeah. yeah and then she's like poof i don't <laughs> need my minions anymore i'm 90 percent complete to my goal I'm going to take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> this, okay. The thing I think is that is the biggest flaw in this movie is that uh, we want a character who we 
who is appealing, right? Somebody who we hope for and we root for, right? Tom Cruise should be this character that we want to win. Um, so first of all, he's he's a thief. We know that from the beginning. But you know what? So is Han Solo. No big deal, mm-hmm. right? And you can like a rogue character. Um, but number one, he didn't ever seem quite thiefy enough, like bad guy enough. But then second of all, uh, there's this whole interaction with Jenny, with Jenny and him, where she's like, there's a good guy in you. You know, I know there's a good guy deep down inside you. And he's like, why? And she said, because you gave me the only parachute. And he says, I thought there was another one, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I mean, basically just saying, no, I'm actually a piece of garbage. I really am a piece of garbage. There's nothing that redeems him ever in this movie. Like Mm -hmm. that is the last kind of character note that we get until he makes this choice at the end where uh, Aminet is basically telling him, Hey, look, if you, she's killed Jenny, her dead body's right there. She's like, if you let me sacrifice you, you'll have the power over life and death and you can bring her back to life. Yeah. Right. And then he makes this choice to like kill himself, sacrifice himself. Right. Which it's like, well, How he's not doing different? the ritual. How is this going to be? Like, what's the difference here? And then, of course, he's possessed by whatever monster, you know, comes into him. And uh, looking at her somehow convinces him, oh, wait, yeah, I wanted to rescue her. And we see that she comes back to life, but then he's kind of gone. There's a little bit of interaction there. But it's, it's like nowhere in that whole time did I ever believe that I even cared if Tom Cruise lived or died. Like, I didn't like him very much. I kept wanting... I mean, he's Tom Cruise. I kept well, wanting to like him. That's the thing. It's it's Tom Cruise. He's right. likable. Right. This movie makes him not likable. That's well, his right. His character is like, dumb. It really yep. messed up so much that it made you not care about him. He's that's dumb right. and he's just yeah. as confused about what's going on as we are. And I think <laughs> I think that's why Jake Johnson's character would have been a better pick for the main character. He was appealing. He was an endearing. And endearing. he was like, yep. he was the soul of their little party. That's he was right. like, dude, this is effed up. Like we should not be doing this. Like how about let's go back and do the thing we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. instead of getting ourselves killed for some right. stupid, you know, tchotchke. He, he was Jiminy Cricket. Yes, yeah. He no, was. He, he was a good, I, there were so many things that were just frustrating to me. Cause he's like, Oh, you know, when they were expositioning at the very uh-huh. beginning, they're like, you're our advanced recon group. Was there anything <laughs> about those two that said I'm hardcore military so much no. so that I trust the entire military complex that's coming behind you yes. to be like, yeah, I need you to get the Intel. Like they're obviously screw ups. Cause yes, their commander right. is like, I, I can't do anything with you. I know you've been stealing all this stuff. It's yeah. like, okay, great. So they're obviously not good people. They're not good at their jobs either. Right. So it's like, well, why, why are you doing what you're doing? And to your point, he does nothing to ever redeem himself right? at all. Nope. He's just like a crappy character. So you just, you don't feel like siding with him. Yeah. And when he does like bring her back to life, I was just like, yeah, I don't believe, number one, I don't believe he would have done that. Number two, uh, there must be, he's got an angle here. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> yeah. She yeah. knows where the gold is hidden or something. He's, and like, that's why. he's like, I'm not into brunettes, but I'm really into blondes. And now I have the power to turn people into Egyptian gods. So you want to join me in the afterlife? He, he, that ending was just so awkward. Yes. It was like, where did this come from? And what's the point? And, yeah. it didn't well, make sense. and then you, f- I find, well, maybe it was just me. 
But then I kind of find myself almost sympathizing with the villain. Yeah. The villain at the, end, at yeah. the end when she's been working so hard. <laughs> to, she, she's know, a girl boss. She, how many a, walls did she climb up? She yeah. Has, yeah. Chains. How many ceilings did she shatter? Like, yeah. she's been working so hard. Like, lots she, in that one scene. And she's she, just determined and just wanted to get it on with Tom Cruise. She was, right? I mean, she's just fangirling. Yes, right. but like, yeah. but then he, then he straight up rejects her. Yeah, like, right. we're watching it. What did I say she was? Like, because she was, she, because in that scene where he keeps looking back at the body, bef- at the body of, of uh, Jenny, Jenny before, before he sacrifices himself. And like, she gets like straight up mad. Like, yeah, like mad, yeah. jealous. Yeah. And I was like, she gives off the we have a couple's Facebook account vibe, right? So like, yeah, um, they, they go on, they go on more, they go it, on one date, and she's like, make sure you update your relationship status. <laughs> so, but I, you almost feel bad for her when he kind of rejects and kills her at the end, because I mean, maybe it's just me, but I kind of, I, I kind of felt bad for her because she was kind of a sad character because she thought she was well, going to get her. With her in the even beginning. from so, the beginning it's like <clears throat> she was all planning on inheriting the kingdom and then her father's concubine has a child who's going to a son right and the son's going to do it instead inherit yeah, yeah. so she's a little bit sympathetic so, and she's I mean, she's terrible she's the villain but you feel a little bit bad for her then when she can't even she, when when finally the god that she's supposed to she's trying to resurrect is trying to back, save her and yeah. So to be fair, my favorite part of the ending is when she's coming up to try and kill him and sacrifice him, and he Tom Cruise basically says, "You're just not getting the clues. I, I'm not. It's gonna, never gonna happen. It's not gonna yeah. happen between <laughs> us." And it was just so funny. Well, can I answer that? The like, best part. Yeah. He's like, it, "It's <laughs> not me. Yeah, it's, it's you." you. <laughs> yeah. That was after she licked his face. Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. That? and that was probably what it did. Yeah. It. Exactly. He was probably like, you know, maybe. Ladies, you see that in the movies. No guy has ever said, please, baby, lick my face with your gross, disgusting blue-black tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you haven't brushed your teeth in a in long 5, time. In 5,000 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what mercury does to your breath, but <laughs> I imagine it's nothing good. Well, we're not even going to talk about what the ancient Egyptians used to brush their teeth oh, with. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. She was so, a little to, to to coin a phrase that my my kids use. She was a little pick me, so she's do, I guess familiar with what that is. No. It's like I'm not like the like, other girls. Yeah, she's a pick me girl. She's trying way too hard to get the guy. So it's mm. like I'm gonna do everything that I can. I'm not like be, the other mummies. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. I got minions. Yeah. <laughs> you can call me Gru if you want. <laughs> so and think so in terms of like good actor, bad movie. Is the good actor was the problem, the writing, the directing, or was it him? Was it him or was it you? Uh, yes. I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whose fault is it? Whose so, fault is it? I liked it? Russell Crowe. I thought yeah. he was good in the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought Tom Cruise's. I, I wasn't surpri- I was surprised that Tom Cruise did this movie. Yeah. Like he's known for high quality, a good choices, a list directors. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure why he did it. Can I, can I pose something? Yeah. So this was supposed to be like the opening volley. That's what I was going with. Yeah. You know, a cinematic universe. Right. Right. And I wonder if 
somebody had pitched like, look, here's what the expanded universe is. Cause they definitely end with him on a cliffhanger to where it's like, look, he's something you're going to have a right? multi multi movie mm. thing. where you are going to play this pivotal central character. Mm-hmm. Here's the arc. And this is kind of the opening scene. So part of me wonders if they're like, Oh, if you watch the rest of the movies, right. It fills in some of those blanks that were like, I don't understand what's yeah. happening. I, I, I always go back to John Wick, the first one, mm-hmm. how there's an expanded universe and they drop just enough little breadcrumbs where you're like, I'm interested. Yeah. And But they don't, they don't, they don't like tell you linger the backstory. on it. Right. But it's just like, it's thought out and it's fleshed out enough that you're like, okay, I feel like this is a cohesive universe. Mm-hmm. This felt like breadcrumbs for breadcrumbs sake. Yes. Or there weren't enough breadcrumbs make to make sure. from A to Z. Right. It was yeah. just like, I'm going to drop F in here. Yeah. And a uh, U. Yeah. <laughs> probably kind of sold it to him. Like, like this is the iron mummy, you know, like iron man, iron man. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. you're going to be the Tony, Tony Stark of this cinematic yeah. universe. I mean, that, that's kind of the parallel. I, I would bet they also sold it to him because the universal monsters is already an established, yeah. like beloved thing that it's kind of like a honorary thing. Hey, you get to be the one to help bring this mm-hmm. back to the modern ages. I don't know. We're all, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they just said, you know, hey, remember that favor you owe me? Because <laughs> <laughs> he has a production company, right? Yeah. And at this point, but he did not. He's not one of the producers. He's not associated no, he's not. with it. No, yeah. he's produced most of the, I think all of the Mission Impossible movies right. with his partner hmm. Paul Wagner, and also but. maverick yeah you know yeah. who i thought i was gonna hate at the beginning of the movie was jenny yeah i actually liked her i, I, I thought she too. was fine throughout the entire movie she annoyed me at the very beginning yeah and then i was like oh no she's she's fine eh, she was okay I, so, mean, when, I will say she stands out against the darkness yeah <laughs> she, well very much because she's always wearing white white clothing yeah. Yeah. And, and she's blonde, blonde. hair yeah yep. um i think that was probably a deliberate I feel, I think the thing that annoyed me is that she really kind of had no conscience mm-hmm. until it's like, wait, you're going to dissect this. Yeah. Yeah, right. And and then had weird conscious things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Kind of, kind of like inconsistent in morality. In her, in her yeah. I mean, it's like, this is pure evil thing here. And wait a second. It yeah. might have feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What if she doesn't um, like Mercury? So. <laughs> My thought is that acting-wise, I don't think anyone stood out as being a bad actor. Mm-mm. Even though we hate Tom Cruise's character, I don't think it's like his acting's fault, no, right? No, Mm-mm. It's got to be the writing. I think it. If if I were to put it, I would stick it on the writer. Uh-huh. I would put it the on editor, the, the, the direction, well, the, the editor, director, the direction. And whoever decided that everything needed to be so dark that you can barely see anything. Yeah, that's direction for sure. Right. So, um, poor Alex Kurtzman. So, can I just go over a couple yeah. other things? That, yeah. So let's let me just tell you some of the uh, awards that this movie was nominated for. Yeah. And won. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, from the Alliance of Women Film Journalists, <laughs> it uh, was the winner of the category sequel or remake that shouldn't have been made. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, and my favorite thing was nominated for most egregious age difference between the leading man and the love interest, Tom Cruise uh, yes. and Annabelle Wallace. <laughs> yes. So how, how old were they? Like, did they say what the difference was? Tom Cruise was probably 82 in this. <laughs> 
are, are they talking about Sophia? I mean, because like he's like forty five oh, and she's like five thousand years yeah, old. Yeah, that's like, right. Talk about robbing the cradle. <laughs> that's what I think. They were no, no, no. They, they, they. I think they specified that it was Jenny. That it was Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know their ages. Jenny's like, like nineteen, she, and he's like sixty-four. To be fair, though, on know. screen, she did not come across. She didn't look like, that young. I'm twenty-two, and you're fifty-five. Yeah, right? I, no, I didn't come it's across. Seen, yeah, it might have been thirty-five, fifty-five. I mean, he, but right. they're, he they're definitely in a perfectly fine realm. looked yeah. older than her, but he did not look like an old man. I right. agree. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I kept thinking that the um, the Egyptian mummy uh, villain. She was much younger, (laughs) and she seemed more in line with Jake Johnson's age. Yes. Than than Tom Cruise. I was like, why did you pick Tom Cruise? You could have picked Jake Johnson, Mm. and you live forever, and he'll be younger. And I just thought, yeah, what's that all about? But I didn't think. I didn't even think about the blonde uh, actress's age difference with with Tom Cruise as much as I did with the villain. I think there was more of a romance uh, storyline between the the villain and Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Than the yeah, really, than, than the than the love interest it actually. Was an, it was I thought a so. forced love thing. Yeah. It was a weird. It was Jenny a weird and... kind of unearned caring about a character, which parallels with another Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, that I don't want to mention. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes wide shut. Yeah, part one. Okay. Um, I can't believe he <laughs> so, won worst actor uh, for the Razzies. Yeah, so the, so okay, so for the for the for the Razzies, Tom Cruise won worst actor. Wow. They were nominated for worst picture, worst supporting actor Russell Crowe, worst supporting actress Sofia Botella, worst remake, spin-off or sequel, worst director, worst screenplay, and it was nominated for So Rotten You Loved It, but yeah. It only won worst actor. Okay. And then the Golden Schmoes, it was nominated for Worst Movie of the Year. So I looked this one up, it lost to the Emoji Movie. Okay. So oh, I think that's fair. As it should. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, and it was nominated for Biggest Disappointment of the Year, and it lost to Justice League. Oh, okay. Uh, again, yeah. again I feel like it came out that same year. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's some heavy competition. And um, so uh, I'd written down, like, you know, that the Russell Crowe won an Academy Award. and, and Not for this, but previously. And Tom Cruise yeah. had... had uh, won a couple PGA awards. And he's nominated for gold for Critics Choice Awards. Um, for Oscar nominations. Oscar nominations. Um, so, I think one of them was for Best Picture. So maybe he was a producer on that. Oh but, yeah. Um, yeah. It would have been like Born on the Fourth of July, maybe. Yeah, he was nominated for that. Um, uh, no, it was Top Gun. Top I Gun. Yeah. I think he was Top nominated for Magnolia. Mag- oh yeah, possibly right. for supporting actor. Uh, Russell Crowe's Academy Award was from Gladiator. Okay, well deserved. Um, so, uh, how many? Can we talk about boat crashes? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot to say like the important stats. So, uh, 2017. This came out 15 percent. 35% Rotten Tomato score. Do you guys think that was generous, or do you think that was about right? Uh, you 15 know feels I'm... extremely low. I uh... wouldn't say 15. I would say 25 to 30. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the IMDb probably. score is 5.4. So It's still a low F, but it's not like... That's true. I like, mean, I it guess... didn't also come into your house and like kick your cat. That's right. right? It like, didn't look like a high school movie. Mate. Um... So I feel, I feel like... Uh, I feel like a uh, a fifteen percent is more for something like a birdemic. 
A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. you're right. Yeah. I agree. So I'm, I'm with you. But this is not a 35% movie. This, this is this 20 was... in the 20s. That's what I think. In the 20s is where it should go. I'll talk about when I cast Judgment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so before you go on any further, like, with the Razzies, I think the actors are guilty by association. That's I right. I think it was just like, yes. it yeah. was so filthy the that they just was like. was not actually bad. Just, they touched it. And yeah, they the were associated with bad. it, so they it just was, got filthy. It was right. like Sandy B with All About Steve. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with their performances. Especially like Sophia. Like, I, I thought she was well, great. Any of them. Like, I, yeah, I thought they were great with what they had to work with. Right? Yep. I would say the, I would say the it false. It should be worst acting or role choice Here, here's what i would say <laughs> worst agent worst agent. lock yourself in a bathroom turn off the light and try and emote into the mirror it's not gonna work you're not gonna see any of the emotion coming across like i don't care how good you're like crying and bringing everything to force like nobody's gonna see it yeah just don't say bloody mary three times <laughs> Otherside-of-strange.com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, budget was, according to when I looked it up, it was anywhere from 125 to 195 million, yeah. or as our listeners would know, like between five and seven and a half boat crashes. It, That's a lot of boat boat crashes. That is it a is. lot. It and made, it all went to CG and Tom Cruise. It all went. Well, it definitely didn't go to lights. But, yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so. Uh, Four, earned gross four hundred ten million or sixteen point four boat crashes, which meant it means which according to the sources I looked up means it lost money after marketing. And yeah, everything. it lost ninety five million from what I remember seeing. That's mm. almost four boats you could crash. Yep, that's what it lost. That's a lot of money to put into one movie. Yeah, it is. Into that's one, crazy. Into one boat. They um, should they should have hired the Barbie Oppenheimer marketing team Absolutely. i think they would have they I would have am, done a lot better to be perfectly honest i am just shocked that they would give alex uh kurtzman, kurtzman. Uh, a chance to direct something this big I this don't, important i don't understand right? what these executives are doing when they're giving someone that's had only television directing experience mm-hmm. Hmm. i i on a, on something that costs about 500 million dollars yeah to break even yeah uh, and with tom cruise I don't understand that. I don't know who made the call I there. Wonder, I so, wonder if they uh, if they had a bigger director attached to it and they left or she, maybe, or she left. Maybe they did that because you know they could only afford a, a lower you know someone that didn't have the experience and that's what they get away with. Yeah. But it just seems really sloppy. He's yeah. also one of the it's writers. Like, it's like making you know three Star Wars movies and not having a plan on what the sequels are going to be, like the storyline. So. Just, I, I will say, really weak. pretty soon I mean, we're going to be owned by Disney Bracket and we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> if we look back at 2017 when this was made, I agree with that. Alex Kurtzman, though, is the showrunner for all of Star Trek right now. Right. And I feel like. Right now. Right now. And I feel like uh, I associate his name with doing good stuff because of all of the new Star Trek stuff. You didn't stuff, think that this would be kind of fit like right in as an episode of the week on, on Discovery? Uh. Oh, dude, you totally could <laughs> do that, but no, I, there's a lot more depth into into Star Trek. But yeah, she'd be a Klingon. <laughs> That'd be the well. Difference. She was kind of clingy, but still, if he didn't have that on his resume at the not. time, right? He did not. He, he had almost nothing. So I looked it up. What actually happened is so the dagger and the blood red ruby. Uh-huh. That's real. He actually owns that. So it's his own prop, and he actually stabbed an executive. So they were all under his mind control. 
I just understand that half a billion dollars <laughs> to break even. Yes, he I sucked know. the soul and out of the you, script. And you risk yeah. it on somebody who do, does not have a track record. Yeah, right? yeah. and and then on a sloppy screen, you know, story. That is like, weird. Tone, Hollywood does not do that, so that is weird. The tone of this movie is just not congruous. <clears throat> yes, just, I think you especially wouldn't do it today. With, oh, no. with the way uh, like, they keep doing, they they don't necessarily learn from their mistakes. Well, I'm just so saying, like, that. well, I'm saying this summer is a good indicator, like, of movies that should have gone gangbusters that didn't. Yeah, and they're like, are we going to even make our money, money back? back. So, right. Like this would never, it would never go to like that rookie director. Well, right. I think. I mean, that's a whole other story with streaming services and yeah, right, and the cost of tickets and everything that are what they are but if, uh, hey, I, if, I, unless unless that movie's pre, called barbie this is pre-covid <laughs> this is you know tom cruise mm-hmm. being in hit after hit and yep. it seems like universal wasted an opportunity with this so they did they should have hired brant for the marketing i think you know what's so interesting is that i i saw the invisible man mm-hmm. and i was on a much lower budget yes intentional it was done with blumhouse a star like tom cruise right much more entertaining. Well, if you can't see him, a why would you? <laughs> tight, fun thriller. So, yeah, they... that movie knew what it was, though. Like I, well, yeah, it this, was tight. That's right. What is right. This yeah, yeah. Movie? How, how many writers did that one have? I Not very many. Know. It was. It, it was, was a. How many good film. writers did it have? Yeah, at least all of one. Them. Well, I mean, but, but <laughs> even even one. even if you had half of the writers for this film. So there were six. Yeah. So even if you had three and they're okay writers, it would have been better than what we got. Mm-hmm. They. So Universal, after this came out, they trashed their plans for the Grand Dark Universe, uh, at least like the intertwined Dark Universe, and they decided, well, it went on hiatus for a little while. They canceled all of everything that was on the plans, and then they decided... Uh, to continue with the Dark Universe, which is the monster movies, but they're all one-offs and independent, and they're not doing giant blockbusters like that, which is so... uh, The Invisible Man was one of them. Renfield was another one. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have a bunch on the... bunch that are greenlit, but not necessarily in production yet. I mean, wasn't Russell Crowe supposed to do, you know... Yeah, they were all. I'm I'm sure that that was probably the next movie or that one soon to follow. And I think I think that is the justification on how they were able to pull these massive Mm -hmm. actors. Mm -hmm. That there was a look. This is a very big thing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. Like they still could be the Wolfman with um, what's his name? Can't remember. Uh, No, Javier Bardem is what they were going to do, but then they canceled that one. So there are still. Uh, the ones they're going to do a Wolfman, they're going to do a Franken... Well, there was for a while rumors of a Frankenstein that Guillermo del Toro would do. Yes. But that has also been canceled or is, it doesn't appear it. like it's ever I, I going think, to go yeah, forward. I think that when right? they announced this, it was yeah. Guillermo del Toro, Tom Cruise, and they right. had Russell Crowe. And they, those were the three big names yeah. that were going to kind of... I read that they've got a Dracula that they're going to do, and I think it's Chloe Zhao is the director. She's... Uh, she made, is it the Eternals? So the Voyage of the Demeter is not in the Dark Universe. I don't think it? so. Oh, I no. I, at least I didn't read that in the article that I read about the where this has gone. It was uh, written last year, but it didn't mention that one. But there, uh, there's a thing, Dracula Untold, Unbound, 
Untold. I can't remember. There's That's just so one many. that they consider so it. It would be interesting, like in an alternate universe where Iron Man mm-hmm. that kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is worth like right. probably a trillion Tr- dollars yeah. at this point. Like if Iron Man ended up in the cave and then just never left. Right. Right? Like <laughs> spent his whole time there and then had a love affair with one of his terrorist right. captors yes. or something. <laughs> and then stabbed himself in the heart with a magnet. I don't like <laughs> That's like you would have to f up Iron Man that bad to be like on par with this, but then yes. like, so what could they have done to this movie mm-hmm. to become Iron Man that then kicks off this cinematic yeah. universe? Like, what did it need? So I, don't I think Tom Cruise was the right character. Well, or do you think he could have pulled that I off? Think, I, do you know? I think that this movie would have benefited better, like somebody mentioned, if they switched it so that. Uh, Jake or whatever his Jake, name Jake Johnson. was was the main character instead of Tom Cruise. Yeah, uh, or just blended them and just said, "Yeah, you're one character. You're funny. Yeah, and you and are also serious charming and endearing. Appe- yeah, endearing. Yeah, likable. They, like, like, they split personality to him yeah. and then killed off the fun part. Yeah, he would have been like the nice, the better uh, inheritor of Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Yeah." I mean, there is the one direct reference to that movie because the book. Yeah, you see the yeah. actual book from that movie. Yeah, is in is the in book D- of the dead. Doctor Jekyll's uh, library. Yeah. Um. So you, you, and there's the face in the sandstorm, which are right. kind of callbacks yeah. to the, to those. But um, yeah, I think I think it's hard to say a more charismatic lead because Tom Cruise is pretty, pretty charismatic. But he just he it was never on screen. Yeah. Like his charisma moment was I lasted longer than fifteen seconds. Yeah. Like that was his big power play with the women. Yeah. Like he didn't come off as charismatic. He came off as kind of like chauvinistic and kind of an a hole. Well, and he was dumb. Yeah. Like yeah. his character was spent half the movie just confused, and it had a dumb look on his face. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. I think that they lost a lot of their story because they wanted to fill it with action, mm. and the action should have been just accents to the story instead of the reason for the story. That would have made it a more interesting it movie. Was... Like Iron Man, the first Iron Man. I mean, there's like a lot of story in yeah. that, right? Well, and it wasn't. I had to go back and watch it to to be able to say this for sure. But it also wasn't. Didn't feel like I'm setting you up for Iron Man too, right? I'm yeah. setting you up for exactly. Captain America. It was kind of like a surprise to the rest of us, yeah. to all of us, when it they're was, like, "Oh wait, this is great. They're going to do more." Yeah, I think and they, it might have been a surprise to them. I think they took a big risk <laughs> on doing Iron Man. Yes, and then they're like, "Oh, this worked." Yeah, and it's it was open ended enough. Yeah. You know, it ends with him just saying, I am Iron Man, and then mm-hmm. cuts. It's like, oh, now you can go anywhere with this That's movie. kind of, yeah. And Who was the writer and director for Iron Man? Sorry that I don't know. I don't know the original it, Iron it's Man. It's not Feige, the original is it? Light- no, no. Because no. yeah. that's so. the whole problem, right? Because the way you guys pitched me the vision. No, it's, the guy who's, it's the guy who's so money he Favreau. doesn't even know. Favreau, Favreau right. the original Iron so Man? Money, He's so he money he doesn't even know it. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the whole thing, like Bracken was saying. like Because this vision that you guys are talking that you've been piecing together like yeah. it sounds awesome and you could almost see parts of it that could be so awesome but they just blew it oh, yeah, by John getting Moore that guy it. by that that writer and director because i'm seeing it in my and i could so i can see how as you guys were saying they could pitch that vision to these big actors but like he swung big at the sharks <clears throat> the shark tank like he swung for the fences he landed the pitch but couldn't deliver. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. 
Well, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. This is becoming a dead reckoning part one. <laughs> so, uh, let's let's go ahead. Uh, I'll go first. All right, go ahead, Ben. So uh, this movie's bad. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, so and <laughs> next, I really wanted to like it, and I wish it would have worked because I would have been a huge fan. I would have been. Just like I am with Marvel movies, I would have been with the Universal movies had they done it right. And so, a little bit of my heart is broken. But uh, this is the third time I've seen this movie. So. <laughs> and I didn't like it any time. It's that girlfriend that just keeps coming back and you're like, I'll give it another chance. Maybe this time it'll be different. Always breaks your heart. Maybe this time it'll be Ben's different. Ben's kind of codependent did, with this movie. How many times did Jake Johnson get shot? Three times. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> yeah, the third one was kind of unnecessary. <laughs> that's right. It was, it was an accident. Absolutely right. unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about this. This is. Um, I don't think anyone needs to see this movie. It's not. It's not the worst movie that we've seen. Like, it's not painful, painful to watch. It's just like so disappointing because there's little pieces here and there that you feel like, oh, they're, this is all going to come together, and then it just doesn't, and you're just kind of like, at the end, man, I wish I wouldn't have wasted <laughs> two hours watching that movie. But at least it was under two hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, obviously I enjoyed watching it because it was with you guys, yeah. but also sometimes it was nice to not know what they were saying in Egyptian, and we only had the <laughs> Russian. I w- and to get your guys' translations of what they were saying, I thought was, was pretty good. There were some good ones in there. <laughs> um, so this is the second time that I've seen this. Mm-hmm. The first time, I don't know if I paid to see this in the theater. I do remember seeing it. I was actually sort of excited to see it, but this is how not memorable it was. I was blending the mummy, Sophia's character, with the... What is she, the temptress from Suicide Squad? Oh, yes. With, by Cara so Delevingne. So the end of that. That's right. That's what I was doing, too. So I, was, I kept waiting for the end of I that. I was texting with Nate earlier today. I'm like, I'm so Where's excited. Where's the skeleton guy going to show I'm up? I'm so excited for, <laughs> for, for Cara Delevingne's weird, like, erotic, like, wiggle move to, like, Holy her crap. enchanting. And I was like, this is not that movie. <laughs> I didn't make the connection when you were talking about that, that that's what I was having in my head. And I kept thinking, yes. when's this part going to happen? So I was excited for a movie that doesn't even exist, even the having seen it before. So that's how not memorable that mo- this movie is. And I, it, it, I agree with you. Like it's, it's not bad enough to be good. Right. It was earnest. They mm-hmm. were definitely trying, but it just fell into that murky gross area where it's just like, that's not fun. I don't yeah. need it. And it wasn't falling off the edge enough. And I think the most disappointing part is you see sparks of something good mm-hmm. and they just completely like squandered the play. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is no bueno. That's a good way to put it. You know, glimmers of, of hope mm-hmm. in, in some scenes and then complete uh, disappointment in others. Uh, I had not seen this movie before and, uh, I have seen a lot of Tom Cruise's movies over the years. I had avoided this one, uh, for, I don't know, I guess I heard, uh, heard word on the street. You could just feel it in your soul. In but, uh, I was surprised how much I liked it. Oh, actually, yeah? I, it was not as bad 
as we laid it out to be <laughs> for the last hour and 26 minutes um, in my mind. But, um, you know, I just wanted to just quickly. So Tom Cruise is, for whatever you may say about him, he is a, a movie star. And I don't think it, he gets enough credit for the number of A-list directors that he has worked mm-hmm. with in his career. If you look at, I, I challenge anybody that's listening to this podcast, all two of you, or <laughs> anybody in this room, to think about if you could come up with another actor today mm-hmm. that's living still, not someone from the classic Hollywood age, but who has worked with more uh, well-known directors. Yeah. And I'm going to just name off the directors that he's worked with in his filmography, okay? And I know... Danny will probably not recognize maybe <laughs> at least five of the names, but every name that I, I list here is a well-known director, an A-list director, and there's probably a couple more I, I could put on this list, but I, I dared not add them to compare them to people like um, Steven Spielberg or Stanley Kubrick. But these are the, <laughs> these are the, the uh, directors that Tom Cruise has worked with in his career, uh, some of them. Francis Ford Coppola, Ridley Scott, Tony Scott, Martin Scorsese, Barry Levinson, Oliver Stone, Ron Howard, Rob Reiner, Sidney Pollack, Brian De Palma, Cameron Crowe, Stanley Kubrick, Paul Thomas Anderson, Steven Spielberg, J.J. Abrams, Robert Redford, Brian Singer, and Brad Bird. So, I mean, if you are in Hollywood, I mean, if you are a well-known director, yeah. how many of those did you not know, Danny? I knew like maybe five of them, like you said. <laughs> okay, so okay, they're all but anyway. Very they're all good directors, very well yeah. respected, well expected. And, yeah. and Tom Cruise has worked with all of them. And you probably can't come up with another actor today, even someone like Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Would you can't say Harrison Ford has worked with all these directors? Samuel L. Samuel, Samuel Jackson has has not worked he, with. He's made more money he's in been Hollywood. In hundreds than, of movies. yeah, but he, yeah. he. I wouldn't say he's worked with oh, all of these, this number of A-list directors. Yeah. Thirty yeah. of his are Quentin Tarantino. He, so. yeah, and, and you know, Quentin Tarantino is is one that, a director yeah. that I would say that Tom Cruise has not worked with. That would be you know a very high top director, but um, pretty incredible resume if you look at his filmography. Maybe Tom Cruise doesn't like feet. Unfortunately, <laughs> none of those directors did this movie. Yeah. Uh, and if they had, I'm sure it would have been much more interesting or something. It would have been, a, a, you know, a Steven Spielberg could have done something better with this. Or Barry Levinson or Oliver, any of these would have done a better job. They're all better directors. This is just a mediocre movie. It was definitely 20 minutes too long, maybe 30 minutes too long. Um, there's some really good fun one-liners like i said the ending with that one scene but that's one scene and just not really worth the time so i'm glad i got to finally watch this movie um but i'm gonna just say it was bad okay so i have two main regrets with this film the first being that we didn't watch it closer to halloween because it would be a fun it is it would be a a little more Listen, fun. I'm enough. so in the Halloween spirit right now, though, so this was well, great. Well, you're in the Halloween spirit all year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're you're an unreliable narrator there. I was at but, the dollar store today, and they've got their Halloween stuff out, so I was so you know, I saw that the other day, and I couldn't. I was like, I should tell Ben. But uh, 
So I do do regret because I do think when we watched uh, Van Helsing, that made it a little more fun because mm-hmm. it was around right. Uh-huh. It was around October. Um, the other regret was I have seen this movie twice. The first time I watched it was yesterday. <laughs> and so I regret watching this two days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we're going really long on time. Like, I, I think my this might sum up the best for me. Is both nights I watched this, I have struggled to stay awake. <laughs> uh, for an action film with a mummy and zombie-like creatures chasing you around. And it go, moving from set piece to set piece is mostly action. Like, And I still had a hard time staying awake. Yeah. Having to try and interpret Russian, I'm still trying to stay awake. <laughs> and so, yeah, I would say that on our traditional scale, this just is bad. It doesn't rise to exceptionally bad. It's not good. Um, it's just bad, bad. Um, again, performances were fine. I did not like Tom Cruise's character, but I don't think that comes down to him. Right. I think it comes down to the writing, him doing the best he could with what he was given. Same thing for kind of all of them. Um, I did. I did like the Mummy Girl. I think that the that uh, that Sophie did a great job with what she was given. Mm-hmm. I I wish there was more of her like spider climbing thing. Mm-hmm. Like I wish there was more of her as either one as as the person. Kind of like when the mummy comes back in the first one as a he's finally reincarnated yeah. as a person. Like mm-hmm. I wish there was more of her like that, mm-hmm. and I wish they would have turned the lights on. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it very much was alone in the dark. Yes, and so without the cool, not in a good way. Without the cool rock, yeah, yeah the rock German m- music death metal video <laughs> in the middle doesn't even have Christian Slater in it, yeah. and so <laughs> there's no Tara Reid in this one. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so it's just it's just bad. Yeah, it's bad. So, uh, with that said, like, if people are still around, like, where can they find us? <laughs> well, they can always email us at the guys at exceptionallybad.com. Our website, coincidentally, is also exceptionallybad.com. So, um, I would say our Twitter, but uh, Twitter doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's X now. You can X us. You can <laughs> X us at X. Uh, <laughs> And our, Dude, our name is we exceptionally were, bad. We were with so no far ahead of the, the curb. Dang, man. <laughs> uh, accidental genius. Yeah. <laughs> and our Instagram is at exceptionally bad. And, uh, all right, guys. All right, great. Thanks a lot. Danny's home address is 4 4. And welcome. <laughs> welcome to the new world of gods and monsters. Bad movies with your friends. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post? <laughs>